This is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, we've got this holiday special, and I'm joined by four amazing guests. Um, three of them are which with me now. I've got to my left. Yes, it is my left. Um, Ali Burnham. Hello. 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 Um, I've got straight in front of me, Kirsty McKenzie. Hello. And to my right, I've got Lachlan Croswell. Hi, welcome to me and Maddie's podcast. Yeah. Uh, it will be ending after this episode. <laughs> um, yes, hello. Hello, hello, Hi. hello. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, so we are in holiday season, basically. It is currently we are recording this at the end of November, and it does feel like my main concern always at the end of the, um, the Christmas period, or at least this time of year, is don't you fucking laugh at me. <laughs> I was trying to breathe it. Uh, you didn't say a word. That wasn't a That word. was a word. That was not a word. I am also concerned about the cream uh, period. The cream period. Merry Chrysler. The lesser known cousin of the Jurassic era. The cream period. All right. You know what? Don't get fucked. So this period of time, it's always the Christmas period. And everyone is basically going rampant at the stores, at least kind of now. I don't know how it is in certain areas of Sydney, um, but in the city, it feels still like everyone's trying to play catch up to the end of the year. Like everyone still feels like it's June or July and then suddenly we're, we're in November. And well, I, Yesterday was a Black Friday. Yeah. And apparently like places were insane. Well, so. they're always insane when there's a sale. That's true. Yeah, like, um, but everyone, everyone, go, everyone thinks Black Friday is a very... Like it's a very Americanized thing that we brought here, but it actually isn't that good here. Like we have we have Boxing Day sales, and that's where mm. the actual sales are. Black Friday sales are not good here. No, like, they're just actually not. <laughs> Simple as that. But people, it's such like a, uh, I can't even think of the word. But like it's it's just become such a thing that people think it is like this amazing deal, and never is. No, I think uh, I I especially find like I don't go to the shop and. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, I go. The I go online. No, that, just, just the particular shop or just the shop. <laughs> the shop. <laughs> the shop. <laughs> you know when you go to the city and you go to the shop. Like, hang on, hang on. Because the four, before we kind of continue, like I did message everyone that I finished work at seven a.m. So it wasn't like surprise. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a get fucked problem. Uh, um, but no, I always, I always find like when you go, when you go shopping, and yeah, like either the thing you want is out of stock when you go there, or the thing that you need is not on sale. Like the one specific present you actually want to give someone, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's full price," and I'm like. You fucking kidding me? Like that could be thirty to forty percent off. I don't know. Like you work, Lachlan. You work in shops. So I, mean, like, I do work yeah. indeed in shops. Yes, <laughs> yeah. one, well, we one, one specific shop. Um, it's it's I sell phones. It rhymes with floptus. Um, <laughs> are we allowed to say that? I well, I, I said it rhymes with. It. I didn't say the actual stuff. What are they going to do? Fire me? Like, <laughs> how dare you promote our product? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I'm no, I'm definitely not promoting at times. Uh, look, my my motto for that store. Right Right now is what are they going to do fire me for the amount of crap i'm doing right now um but i do indeed work in a retail store and it's i don't know it's it's very interesting people come in like for black friday and stuff and they think there's going to be these amazing deals like a customer came up and they're like oh the only black friday deal you have is off the iphone 12 mini i was like yeah yeah like apple never do any deals especially off their new phones when it's just released 
um, and it's been that way forever. So, but people come in, they're just so shocked that there's nothing. I'm like, it's not really a big thing. And then they'll come in and it's, it's normally off plans and stuff anyway. It's just a way to just get you in and be on the service. We're never like really doing discounts off outright phones. So people I think have this like weird think they think that it's going to be like all these amazing deals especially on christmas as well like yeah. i've had people come in on like christmas eve right before close like oh i want to get my partner a phone but it's not under my name i'm like what buy them a goddamn fucking <laughs> puppy or something jesus christ it'll be, it'll be cheaper at that point um i don't know what the point of my story was i just really hate my job and i just no, need to I, get that i feel like there. i feel like i've touched a nerve with you <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on my job because we'll never end the podcast no kirsty i know you work in like roadside traffic as well is that finished no. is that officially finished That's, it's is I, that where the road rage comes from yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's because I know drivers. Uh, <laughs> and I drive, surprisingly. So I hate everybody. Um, it's my thing in life. Uh, no, I'm a post-production coordinator. Ooh. Yeah, or production coordinator. Not so that's a, is that full-time now? That's a full-time job. Look that's at me. A, look at you. Earning, <laughs> earning the money. <laughs> oh, way to rub it in, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I know. I couldn't help myself. I was like, um, no, it's cool. It's really cool. If it's with i don't know i'm gonna say the company yeah do, 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 do. they'll like probably them, yeah. fire me and i'm <laughs> devastated so please don't guys i love you all very much vandal um oh so nice i work for vandal yeah. and it's really really cool yeah and did, does that what's that kind of like around christmas period is that insane or it's is insane. it insane yeah <laughs> it's insane it never stops and you know sort of because the commercial world never stops so yeah. whatever happens like i think we're working until the 23rd yeah, what's right. your Christmas break looking like? Um, I might be back a week early. Um, so <laughs> Fuck no. Christmas break is the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're back to work. Yeah. So I'm, I've, I think I've got perhaps, yeah, it's like a good little break just over Christmas. Mm. And then I'm back in January, early January, doing a nice, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> a nice thing. Uh, yeah. A nice thing. A nice thing. I can't say more than that. Can't say what, but it's nice. It's nice. It's, nice. it's really cool. If it comes through, it'll be cool. It, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. So it's, it's been heaps of fun, though, because I get to see the pre production in terms of the actual production of yeah. how things are made and then be on set. So I was on set for quite a big commercial recently for a couple of days. Um, yeah, I think, it, yeah, it was. It was the two days. And then I get to see all the post. So how it goes through the post and what happens on that side. So I get to see the whole overarching thing, which is fun. Uh, my condolences if you're watching someone do post. It is like <laughs> the worst I thing hate to watch. Don't say that. I know heaps of editors who are heaps of fun. <laughs> they, they, like, <laughs> if it's not <laughs> fun, you're doing it wrong, man. What did you say? It's not. If, if it's not fun, you're not doing it right, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, it's so true. Um, no, I just don't find it. Uh, I find it therapeutic, but I would never watch someone edit. Like, it is like, no, because I do it. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'd watch you edit. Super it's creepy, a, just yeah, in the background. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, the I just, I just imagine you standing at my window, which is on the third floor of a building, and you just standing and <laughs> staring, and I'm like, "How I'm are you pretending to be a I'm window just, washer?" Yeah. Just like, exactly. You actually got the job. You hired. You got hired. You got the job just to spy on Martin. I do that. Totally Commit to the bit. Yeah. As your windows get super clean, and it's like this dirt that just <laughs> reveals one side of your face. It's a really sort of extreme moment. 
women from outside. All right, we need to write this down and script it right now. <laughs> Ali, you're writing the script. Yeah. Okay. No, I imagine editing must be like writing, though. Like, you can't have someone over your shoulder because no, you then you're just paralyzed. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know how to mouse button. <laughs> like, it, it just leaves you if someone's there. I, <laughs> I guess it depends on who they are because you could be, if you're an editor, you could just be like, I'm not fucking changing anything. But if yeah. it's your boss, you have to like listen to them. But if somebody was just standing there, be like, can you fucking. <laughs> is, is that the worst, though? Do you not give Nate like any notes? Do you, do you, do you not? tell him to look at your work and be like you're not allowed to read this or judge it yeah no it yes it's the short answer so there's been a few times where i needed to open up a document and start working and he'll i have like a turquoise couch you know my turquoise yeah couch i love your turquoise so sometimes he'll like come in and sit with the dog and start patting the dog and i'm like looking over my shoulder and i'm like i, I need to start writing now <laughs> and just quietly wait for him to get the message and leave yeah I, I, I just can't start yeah. until because they can't even see you right you're, they can't see anything yeah it's he's just not that he's They're not just reading there. but the fact that he's there yeah exactly it's yeah. so uncomfortable have you figured out a way to be like, hey, Nate, please leave? <laughs> <laughs> like there diplomatically. You just, yeah. you just no, it right there. Yeah, thing. exactly. You just got to be blunt. No, I my uh, passive aggressive way is like, well, I'm going to go make myself a cup of coffee and I leave the room. <laughs> and then Nathan and the dog follow me out. And then I do a circle yeah. around the house and I come straight back to my office Shut and close the, the door. door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, the same way I get rid of the dog. I was going to say, Nate is like a dog. Yeah, you just trick yeah. him. Yeah. Get him out. <laughs> I just love the subtle manipulation that you're playing, like the long game. It's like I don't like conflict, so it's not—it's not quite in me to be so like it's time to leave. Yeah. So instead, I just treat him like an animal. It's awful. I'm, I just love that he's going to listen to this. He's going to listen to—he listened to the first one, and I'm like, oh, that's so supportive. Thank you. And now he's going to listen to this on Christmas, and it's going to ruin his day. Because yeah, now what's going to happen? You're going to—I'm going to get coffee. He's like, cool. I'll stay here. Uh, I'll sit right here. Yeah. You come back. I won't be. Able, yeah. No. I'm, I'm Exactly. I can't use this trick anymore. You, I'm going to have to come oh up with God, something exactly. else. Yeah. Do one where you throw something out the door and you're like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nate. I just feel like, you know, suddenly you're going to come home, he's going to be wearing a dog collar and just chasing gets lost, a chip in his neck. Well, that's neck, a different like... conversation. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to talk about that on this one. I supposed to be like, no, 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 three how you celebrate it or how you at least celebrate the holiday season while still fucking working um because i for the last eight years that i've been in the industry i have worked five christmases five christmases i've done all sorts of shifts on them and it's kind of the norm like this is the first christmas i actually booked off ever and i'm going to spend it with um my partner's family and everything and that's being that's going to be great but in terms of that, it's like every other time. That, and they almost asked me to work again. They were like, oh, hey, um, I know you applied for leave. Do you want to actually work? I was <laughs> do you like, want to not do that? Yeah, yeah it's like, I don't actually want to work Christmas or <laughs> Boxing Shocking. Day or anything. Shocking, thunk it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of just forget that Christmas even happens. And that's why I probably now I just forget about, like, fussing around Christmas as much. Like, there's just kind of a celebration with the family and friends and then that's it like i kind of just forget it all exists but i don't know what it's like for you guys i'm going to start with you ali what's what's christmas exactly like for you yeah no it's hard being in sydney um so both nathan and i um our families are all up in queensland so it's probably been like a solid five years since we're like cool we're going to take a big block of time off because we're going to go up north and travel 
Um, otherwise, we've just defaulted to working over the holiday period because we like money and it's always <laughs> been nice. like when you have to balance happiness and money <laughs> like money often wins <laughs> which is really unfortunate um and but it's, then you're happy that you have money yeah. so it's a vicious cycle yeah it's and then terrible. i buy something i like and yeah but then, capitalism it's good yeah but then i don't have any money and then now, then i've got to work and not see my family yeah so vicious cycle um and it is going to be similar this year. I keep talking about Nathan. He's just started a new job. So that's going to tether us um, mm. with no holiday plans for quite a while because you need to do that initial yeah. six months of impressing yeah. the new job and being dedicated. And being um, an absolute just step on slave. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah and not having any free will. It's great. Um. <laughs> So our <laughs> sorry, I just need to process like Lachlan's pent up rage just there. I was uh, I'm being angry for him yeah. and for me, but yeah, mostly, mostly for him. If people wanted to tune in for a happy, bubbly Christmas episode, they're just getting just bitterness. And, <laughs> I will and get there. I'm warming up. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for the past several years, uh, we've just had home Christmases. I'm mm. not really good at cooking, but Christmas is my one excuse to be like, what happens if I stuff a ham in the oven? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, we have fun doing that. And I just love the idea of you just getting a pig, uh, wrangling it up and just going, get it in the oven, like just shine. <laughs> got to experiment. <laughs> I hear people it's do so this. Dark. Yeah, <laughs> that so was... dark. The visual image I had is so not the happy pig that you had going. I've got like trauma. And yeah, I did not go. Even I didn't go there, bud. Like, that's saying something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it's usually a Woolworths bought ham. <laughs> it's dead. That's where it comes from, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken comes from the freezer section of the supermarket. Yeah, oh, so you don't go to a farm and just find your own? Like, what the it? hell is a farm? <laughs> yeah. Christmas spirit is slaughtering your own pig. You're correct. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Apologies to the vegetarian. Jesus. And I always thought Thanksgiving was bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> right. So moving on. Yeah. That's, so, that's so, Ali. so 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 Ali. That's what you do at Christmas. <laughs> Probably not this year. <laughs> oh no! Take it easy. Buy it from the store. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and, and also like I have lots of projects I just won't be able to pause over December Yeah. because um, I thought I gave some producers a really generous deadline at the start of October being like, I'll get it to you by the end of the year. And I was so confident that would happen. Um, and then November happened. I haven't started. Um, so that leaves December as my month to do it. And so I... I can't stop there would be like i'm probably going to stop for that day but you know i'm going to be on the laptop every day in and around christmas yeah it's just yeah i think i think um that's that's always the thing as well when it comes to like november or december i call it a write-off because i kind of forget it even happens i like blurred but also remember we did just open up so it was like not even that long ago so everyone is playing catch up everyone is in the middle of like i have to keep remembering that that it was like we opened up in october um, like I think it was what, the fifteenth or something was when Sydney officially opened 11th, up. Eleventh. Oh yeah, sure it was October. Uh, yeah, it was October eleventh. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's so surreal because everyone's like, "Oh, you have all this," t you know, and it's like, "No, you actually have less time because you're playing catch up to everything that you haven't done through this like lockdown period." Well, of four November's months. been my busiest month of the year because everyone's opened up. So suddenly I've had all these jobs in November, mm. and it's just 
the I haven't had any room to do anything else but work in November. It's like everyone's energy for working in February has hit in November, mm. which is a really awkward time because yeah. it's just going to drive through Christmas like it mm. doesn't are you, exist. Are you contracted to, technically or with a company? Um, no. So I'm freelance. For, yeah. Um, and I am just juggling like six balls at once, yeah. and they the, all these balls appeared in my lap. November and yeah. and you have to mm-hmm. learn to juggle real fast. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I, I'm used to having many things, but it's just the fact that everyone it opened up. So <laughs> sorry, I just look at Kirsty. Did I say a faux pas? <laughs> no, it was just I was just admiring that you were able to juggle six balls. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to take that one. No, I, thank you. I, I didn't was, want to do I that. I was really hoping yeah. you wouldn't take it there, but I saw your reaction. Yeah, I was just, just die. I was like, and you're like, I'm so I used to been... juggling them all, and the hand gesture of like the like. The <laughs> I should have picked an odd number, right? Because then it would have been a yeah. bit more of an interesting um, visual yeah. image. <laughs> but the fact that I picked like six, yeah, like. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm really good <laughs> at it, know. is what I'm saying. I was just hopefully going to a circus <laughs> training, but no, you took it there. You just, you went right straight to the gutter. Uh, yeah, no, I live. In the but no, sorry, you were talking about your your projects and um, I don't want to take away and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. That ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn now, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Just yeah, so Kirsty, tell us yeah. all about your Christmas. No, can we please go back? <laughs> Do I was the same, I just okay. didn't say it out loud, so that's on you. So okay, so, so we can talk about all the balls in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like is are they like vastly different projects though? And, yeah. Like in terms of writing styles? Yes. So one's one's T V, one's documentary, and another's like teaching course outlining. Oh, Jesus, thank you. oh so, very different. So it's it's all about screenwriting, yeah. but they're not yeah, they're they're all cousins, they're not siblings. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it, actually. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I like. I would get stressed with that many different vibes. <laughs> I think I can only deal with two at a time, which you know, just like horror, sci-fi, and that's it at the moment. Which is all I seem to do. That is all. You <laughs> yeah. Branch out, dude. Oh, I should some, do a, get a repertoire. I, I should do fantasy or westerns or something. I just Ooh, live in. Western. Yeah, western would be fun. But look, I keep thinking of Firefly there, but that's a problem. Um, and then you're in sci-fi, sci-fi again. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It just kind of leads myself back. Um, but no, that sounds like fun, but stressful. Yeah, I, I, I'm one of those people that work well under stress, but November's probably just dialed up a little bit too much for me. Yeah. So I'm waiting for it to dial back. Um, but I do like to keep busy. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. I mean, is the consensus on the table here that we're all workaholics though? I think because like with my job, no, but it's because I want to be an actor and get in the industry. So yeah. as soon as I can get in, then yes, I would be. Because like when I was doing theatre, I could be on a stage like twenty four seven. I'd love yeah. it. It was like so. If it's acting related, absolutely, I could be a workaholic. I think it's depending because like I've done pro. If I'm just acting in a project, fantastic. But like with the short film. I was directing, writing, editing, and I fucking hate it because it's just so much. But if I can just be like the one thing and then I don't have to focus on anything else or I'm like, I've done my role, like I move on. Yeah. I could do it fucking nonstop without any issues, without tiring out. So like, but in terms of retail, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> For my passion, yes. But yeah. yeah. It's because it, I feel like 
I want to say this in the nicest way to workaholics, because everyone <laughs> here on the table is one, but we are also the people who are our own detriment when it comes to actually getting stuff done. Um, so there's like a, we do eventually get stuff done, but we're working on about 500 things at once. I didn't need to be fucking called out right now. I didn't <laughs> come here for that. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. This is like, <laughs> this is like roasting like time. So. I'm going to, you, you do realize I'm going to give it straight back to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just get ready. Um, but no, I mean, like, um, yeah, I find, like, Kirsty, is it the same for you around, like, this time of year as well? Do you find yourself trying to slow down but unable to? I think it, it just depends what happens on the time. I don't think I've been in the same place or the, with doing the same thing for consistently ever for yeah. Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess that I hope it slows down a little bit, but then, you know, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Because what do you, what do you do around Christmas time? What do, what are your normal family plans or your own plans? Oh, my family's um, unusual Christmas time. So there's generally a fight, which I think everybody can relate to. We start. We start. <laughs> the traditional like, what's unusual Christmas about time. that? That's the traditional. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, wait. The unusual comes again. <laughs> so it's like it comes full circle. Um, and so when it was my family, because my family's all overseas. Uh, most of my family's in Scotland, yeah. but my parents are in South Africa. So it's a little bit of a contrast there. So we're here for the last few Christmases. It's been just an orphan's Christmas where we totally get just plastered and eat lots of food. So effectively, <laughs> it's a whole bunch of people who don't have families. And we're like, let's work all together. And we do that. But Friendless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's orphan's Christmas. And I've got just the weirdest videos of what goes down at orphan's <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's like, we're just we're unusual. I mean, and judging on how you responded to juggling six balls, yeah. I'm really keen to see what those, you are, what those, those photos Christmas are private like. and they are hidden. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was Christmas and we got away with it. it was <laughs> Everything's legal on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't count. It's like the purge. <laughs> yeah. 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 Except the lot jo- more jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how we get away with the pig. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no, like, no, the landlord's not into it. Yeah. But it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so your Christmas here is like... <laughs> yeah, back to Christmas. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but in South Africa, my it would be just my brother and my parents. Yeah. And inevitably, the whatever food was going to be made would fail spectacularly. But like... <laughs> Spectacularly, you've never seen fails like this one. Like the oven would break and the chicken would be cooked and it would somehow be purple. It would be like you don't understand. <laughs> oh wow! So it's, it's like it's off to a great start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there would be another fight, and then my dad would start doing DIY around the house, <laughs> and he would get really angry that none of us were helping because we were all like, "It's Christmas," and so he'd be <laughs> shitty. And so it's just. But is, it is he the kind of guy where it's like you offer help? And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm fine," but then yeah, still yeah. be angry oh, about no, not it's getting super help. Passive aggressive. Yeah. Oh no, it's fine. I've got this. As he sort of chisels the balcony or like. <laughs> And then he gets angry at the dogs because he's like, why are the dogs peeing outside? And you're like, because the dogs, that's what they do. Yeah, would you they rather them pee in the house? And the poor dogs are just in the corner being like, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. My Christmas is for chaos. <laughs> and then for some reason, nobody would get presents either. So it would always be like this thing of being like, one of us might get presents because I was I'm very good with presents and I'd be the only one that doesn't get presents because nobody just, loves me. Sorry, is this you? Like, <laughs> I like to imagine this is you at like ten years old and oh, yeah. really depressing. Like, yeah, not as like, an adult. I just, everyone else gets presents, you're sitting there like, um. No, I just I just imagine like someone even's like, no, we didn't even want to get you coal. Like, you know, yeah. you're just fucking miserable. That, that, that costs like, money. That's, yeah, that's, no, a, that's a resource <laughs> yeah. that can be used. Oh, we forgot it was Christmas. We thought it was deck chiseling. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. 
just got this visual. It's the visual image of my dad outside because there's these glass screen doors and we're just sitting and watching TV and he's behind us just like really you know, angry at the balcony for existing as he cleans. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we sort of Is that the there. opening image to like your therapy session? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> it. That's yeah, when you sit touch down. on it every time. Uh, my psychologist <laughs> is like, how's that? How's that going for you, Kirsten? Again, script this alley. <laughs> Write this down. This is new I, sitcom right there. <laughs> But what about your Christmas, Lachlan? What's what's your family Christmas? Like? Okay, it's about to get worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, in I, I guess I need to get the serious portion out of the way before I start making jokes about my trauma. So long story short, uh, I cut my mother out of my life about two years ago. Yeah. So I don't go to that side family Christmas anymore because she is there. But I still go to dad's side. So dad, parents divorce. So I normally like a couple weeks before we just head down... Um, down to almost Canberra, outskirts of New South Wales, um, and we all like gather there. That's nice. That's pretty normal. For the last couple of years, I basically like one of my friends. I've adopted. I'm just. I really need somebody to laugh at some point because this has gone way too serious. Way I too love fast. it. We're very. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really even. I there's nothing funny, funny yet. yet. Yeah. Could no. you imagine if you, you were like he was adopted and we were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so fucking no. Please, I need. I need somebody to laugh at something. I need it's to been say thirty something seconds funny. and there's yeah. no laugh track yet. I'm getting anxious. <laughs> yeah, I need. I need to say something funny. I mean, it, yeah. So I. I. Um, one of my friends, they pretty much adopted me. Like I was the MC at her mother's wedding and stuff like that. So I go to their family Christmas every mm. year now. Um, and it's very lovely. It's very sweet. And I've become like the designated like Santa present giver and everything. Um, I'm trying to think of anything funny that happens. That's wholesome. It's really, it's really no, wholesome. It's actually, cool. yeah, I've been like adopted by this family and it's really wholesome and it's really nice. I mean, there's no pigs being stuffed no. into an oven. Yeah. Like it's very tangy. this kind of Christmas? They're, they're yeah. very small. Well, are, okay. are you doing it correctly? Okay. I, if we, before, I, <laughs> before I stopped going to that side of Christmas, my family side of Christmas was also just very crazy. Like a lot of fights and stuff like that. Par for the course with any kind of family. But I feel like since, I'm a guest at these people's house. They don't fight. I'm like, oh shit, like he's here. But now it's getting to the point where I'm so fo- so familiar with them that I'm starting to join in on the little fights, like egging them on. Where I'm yeah. just like, do it, fucking, yeah. fucking do it. I'll join in. Don't worry. <laughs> you I need to call Sandra out on her yeah. shit. Exactly. She's been getting away with it too. I'm long. like, Ruth, what she I don't care if you're dressing? fucking. I don't care if you're in your 90s. I will smack you down. <laughs> I don't care if you're in a wheelchair. I will. I'm wow. <laughs> Just go for the I love defenseless Ruth, yeah. people. She, oh, she is not defenseless. She is <laughs> ruthless. It's in the name. Literally. Her name is Ruth. And just, you know, she oof, she's a character. I love her. But it's very wholesome. But on the if so that side is very nice. Fuck, I feel like I've let everyone down now. On the work side, I have worked at my job for over five years now. So I've done five retail Christmases. And we're closed on Christmas Day, but we're open. Boxing Day, we're open New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, we're open Christmas Eve. I think so. <laughs> I work at a, uh, a certain center, and the old center I worked at were closed on New Year's Day, a much larger center than the one I currently work at. The one I currently work at tries to open on New Year's Day for some reason. They're so tiny, and they want us to be open on New Year's Day. And it's just the most ridiculous thing to me. Like, if you're coming in to buy a phone on New Year's Day, you're just, you're an asshole. Simple as that. Like, it's just, yeah. So like work, I, since I've worked retail, I've never like taken time off at Christmas. Cause also it's like the blackout period of retail. You yeah. can't take time off. So I go see my dad for a weekend. That's it. But normally it lines up with what days I would have off. So I wouldn't even really need to take leave. Yeah. Um. But in terms of like uh, hustle and bustle, I feel like 
Christmas is definitely changed for me as an adult, like responsibilities, bills, like it doesn't have that same joy as a child, obviously. But also I feel like a lot of the Christmas stuff we see in media is that very Americanized where like their time off is that time. Like American work culture is very different in terms of like they only get two weeks out of a year entirely. And like they take it at Christmas and they do like these big trips and they have Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And it's like a lot of that um, kind of it's it seems a lot more hyped in like American media than I think here where it's just um, like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I kind of see, I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays, but like, it doesn't have the same feel it used to. And it's that it doesn't have that hustle and bustle that all those, all those movies have where they're all like running around and they need to get presents and they're seeing all their huge families. Like I, it obviously not for everyone. There's going to be people like that, but it feels like there's all that lead up where they do all those things. Like they'll, um, on this day, they put up the tree and then they make like, you know, uh, popcorn. They put popcorn on like fishing wine and everything. Yeah. Like, there's all those traditions that I feel like are definitely very Americanized that didn't make them all the way over here, depending on, mm. you know, family. But then you also have other cultures that are not American cultures, like doing their different Christmas traditions. But I feel yeah. like, yeah, for me, it was always just you had Christmas Day and it used to be dad's side was Boxing Day. So I had those two days. And then that was kind of it. You had New Year's. Like there was never really any yeah. big lead up of like, we're going to catch up with this side of the family and these cousins beforehand and everything. Like it was just Christmas done. Yeah. Thanksgiving's definitely a big, like that's what kicks off the holiday season for, for American. Americans. And we yeah. don't have that kickoff. It's like, you got to pick when you start holidaying if you're going to. Exactly. It usually just, if you have kids, it's when the kids school finish holidays, school. And yeah. I feel like yeah. it, school holidays go all the way pretty close to Christmas these it depends well yeah. I, like when I was in primary school I remember we had one year we were there till the 21st of December yeah. it was really what? low and then when I went to my high school it was like 3rd of December it's like it, it was, just changes everywhere cha I don't know yeah. who the person is who decides it um but it, it, I was asshole. lucky enough one oh gosh it would have been close to 10 years ago, but I was in America for an Easter mm. and I was visiting like a pen pal. So my mom and I got invited over to her family at her house to do their American Easter. Mm. Um, and it turns out Easter has all these traditions we just weren't aware of. Um, the one that stands out to me most was like this lamb shaped cake they oh. made <laughs> and mm. they're like this is the traditional easter lamb cake and we're like what are you talking about please tell me they put <laughs> lamb in the cake no, no, as well like, I'm, okay i need to understand is it a lamb like the the animal lamb or are we talking like a leg of lamb what no, shape no, is the cake it is shaped like a baby sheep okay cool. but it that was like an ice cream cake oh so was it sculpted like three-dimensionally like yes was the, oh my it's like, god sorry most cakes are three-dimensional mums <laughs> <laughs> sorry <man. laughs> they just splathered icing in the vague shape of a sheep and went, yeah, fuck it, call it a day. Just a drawing and Yeah, icing. exactly. Yeah. No, this so, is a cake and you're there like, I don't. Like to this so, day. Sorry, I could have said it was a fourth dimensional cake and that would have been like a whole different Yeah, life. America's at a whole different level for Easter. 4D <laughs> cakes, fucking. Time. Exactly. <laughs> well, that'll explain the strange drink we had beforehand. That, 4D. that was absinthe. <laughs> But to this day, I'm still not sure if they were just fucking with us, but they're just like, yeah, this is the traditional, like, all American families have the lamb cake for dessert. And I'm you know, like, Americans aren't yeah. funny, so I don't, I don't think they're messing with you. No, they don't, no they're, they're, not, they're yeah. deadly serious. They, they, yeah. they, I'm not even do, like, doing it as a bit. Americans don't, like, that I've known and, like, talked to, don't have that same... And not think, about Aussie, holiday traditions. They, 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 they don't fully, fuck with that. Yeah, they yeah. don't fuck with that. And then, like, I've just, like, so many serious Americans and, like, I feel like Aussies are definitely a lot more... That's something joke, we would yeah. do if our American friends were visiting and we're like, yeah, here like, this is... This is the 4D lamb cake. <laughs> Drink this shot and we'll fucking <laughs> dig in. Here's 
the hot cake, but it tastes like koala, you just be like, it's an actual koala. <laughs> you have to eat it hanging upside down from a tree. Yeah, and it's full you of eucalyptus. First, you just... Yeah. It's just bad. I have <laughs> one other story of are we being fucked with? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Bring it back. Bring it back. I, 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 love, this. I love this. So it was so not a, a holiday thing, but I was on a trip to Japan and it was a school trip. And it, we were doing homestays and there was, I don't know, there would have been four of us girls where all the different homestays were with, they were all extended family. Yeah. So they decided to get together and they put on this big barbecue and it was all good fun. Um, obviously, we're all 14. We can't speak Japanese. We're doing our best, <laughs> but we're all surviving through charades. Everyone's having a good time. Um, and I now know this now that it's a very popular Japanese game, but there was a point where they called us all over to the drive, like their driveway yeah. and they put down some cardboard and we're like, okay, what's happening? I thought they were going to run you over. For a second. <laughs> and then they it's bring, called chicken. They bring out a massive watermelon, and 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 how we, big are we talking here? Pretty, I need a, I need a big. visual. I de- like, like, are we talking this? Like, 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 I've got my arms all the way out, not, stretched. Not quite. Probably shoulder width. Shoulder. Okay, okay, that's a big watermelon. That's a big watermelon. Yeah. And we knew enough to be like, fruit in general is quite expensive in Japan, and especially watermelons. All all imported are very expensive fruit so we're like how much money did this family just spend on this giant watermelon we're like what's happening so we're like oh this is maybe a nice treat for us the guests Uh we're all going to share watermelon how nice of them they then take one of the girls and blindfold them (laughs) oh jeez and we're like okay this is fun (laughs) and then they give her a baseball bat And they're kind of instruct. They're only through charades. They're like making the smashing, like motion. And they're like, "Do they want us to destroy the watermelon?" And yeah, we're all very alarmed and very cautious. And eventually, one the blindfold girl volunteered, did the spinny thing, and then tried to smash the watermelon. And they were all happy. And we're like, "We're doing something right." That sounds like simultaneously the best and worst pinata ever. Because it's like, "Fuck you!" Get to smash watermelon, except the prize is fruit. And yeah, so and then yeah. Well, and then we all like. Eat the fruit because it's on the floor. Yes, not, it's yeah. not like five a second rule. Watermelon yeah, that you might be able to so that's what the cardboard was for. <laughs> yeah. We all ate mushy watermelon off the cardboard at the end after we all took a turn destroying. Your face is a picture okay. right now, money. <laughs> Do not look like that because we use paper plates all the time. It's the exact same concept. Yeah. I'm on board I with this. I don't eat paper plates off the floor. Like it's not. I don't eat the paper plate anyway. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, to preface that, you're like, no, 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 I don't, we I don't, eat I don't. The cardboard, like, just the mushy I, I, watermelon. It's just the fact that you were just so panicked, and I would feel like if you were in a court of law, just going, I didn't do it. No, I no, didn't no, eat I the cardboard. Like, <laughs> your honor, I think she ate the cardboard. <laughs> it's like cardboard just dripping down your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, cardboard <laughs> dripping. <laughs> okay, how do you think cardboard works? I can't contain the cardboard. Is this 4D cardboard? <laughs> It's 5D cardboard. 5D cardboard. What What is the fifth dimension? Space. I thought it was going to say cardboard. <laughs> no, it's it's all just cardboard. It's, it's, it's paper. So, I love how our takeaway from her amazing Japan story was the cardboard on the floor. It's and like, the fact we that you eat cardboard. cardboard. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What happened to the cardboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to, yeah. Well, I Sorry. mean, you eat cardboard. We just Sorry, Kathy. No, it was more the fact of your concern. <laughs> How did you? But yeah, no. It turns out it's a really popular game. Like I know that now. I've yeah. But at the time, we were so alarmed that we had to destroy this fruit while blindfolded in front of these people. You know what? You know what? Like I have an actual (laughs) hazing ritual. (laughs) It basically is. (laughs) Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Have you ever? (laughs) 
Okay, okay what did you eat this time? <laughs> what what did you find it? on the floor and try yeah, and eat? Like? Just, what haven't I tried on the floor <laughs> is the question. <laughs> Shorter list. Um, has anybody ever been hazed? Is that a thing? Uh yeah. I haven't personally. I know a lot of people who have. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like seriously. Like I've had people like just mess with me like when in being introduced yeah. to friend groups, but I do, I haven't had like, you know, the college hazing that you right. see in yeah. movies. I would love to. That'd be fucking wild. I, I've, I've heard of the ones that you said do and, and apparently the colleges there are the worst. Like they're the most probably dangerous in terms of hazing. Because it's you, It was. I mean, Excuse I can't be you. too. I, I, know, yeah. I can't be too I have biased. a friend who's a lawyer at UCID, so that, yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, um, I love him, but that, that's, it's because he's he a goes friend, to but he's a complete yeah. dick. So, yeah. you know, like. Nicholas Chivers, if you're listening to this, um, you're an asshole, but I love you. Um, but I mean, like, my mum works there, and, and, like, she used to inform me of all the shit that actually went on. And one of the things I feel like was, yeah, they, they, they there was just so much culture around them, especially, like, you know, I'm talking about five, six years ago, but still, there was like, you know, they drink milk until they throw up, but they color the milk, you know, like all this stuff. And then, like, that's just a sad um, for me. <laughs> I drink a lot those are milk. my Christmas plans. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. It's like, I just dye different milk colors. See which one comes out first. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that implies I have two separate stomachs? <laughs> Which orifice? Which orifice? Yeah. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. That was more where I was going. Uh, um, but no, and then and then there's like also just you know like you know stark naked run around the university campuses Again, and stuff just like that. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It's just a regular day for That's you, just, actually. Yeah, milk and naked. <laughs> That was actually my nickname in high school. <laughs> you know what's more concerning? It's just that like I had a mental image of you just sitting on a couch with no clothes on, drinking milk, coloured milk from a garden. Wow, that's disturbing. How body shaming me no, and no, my milk no. in a hypothetical. How <laughs> no, dare you? No, it wasn't actually that image. It was just the fact that you just looked so proud of everything that you were doing. I am. I'm <laughs> proud of everything. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, so <laughs> hazing, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this has already introduced hazing to the podcast. This, I'm, yeah, knowledge. this is hazing. The people listening to this podcast, it is a hazing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember when I was going. I think it was year seven to year eight. It was. <laughs> far, it was. It was know, early I was, hazing. I was early hate. No, they traumatized us at high school. So when it That's was just going, high school. Yeah, but going into high bullying. school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called bullying. Yeah, it's called bullying. Technically bullying. What the year twelves would do is they came up with this list of rules that we all had to do. You know, if the, if we weren't like there were consequences if you didn't complete them. Yeah. And I was like a super highly strung like teenager like what? super no high- i can't tell <laughs> screw you i'm so lovely <laughs> high strung and lovely are two very separate things you can be both I you are very both. lovely uh, thank you thank you i'm not really strong <laughs> i didn't say now i just I'm said i could just, totally see totally it back imagine then. It. yeah um, i can, I can um, visualize that i thought that 4dk is sending me right back to you <laughs> as a teenager and i'm just yeah so anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven to eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back Come to your on, bullying Kirsten, story. Kirsten, no, yeah. Katie, continue. Bully, it wasn't. I don't. I don't think I saw it as bullying, but I just remember reading this list and being going like, "Okay, cool. I have to do everything on this list." And one of them was the worst thing. You had to go up to a year twelve student and ask them out to the dance, uh, right? And so that you know, really you don't, sweet. Though. No, you don't no. understand. I was like a hideous child. So not only was <laughs> I the, mo- I on, the most, on, have you talked to your therapist about all this trauma that you've clearly faced? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't bullying. It was just rules we. Had had to follow it was fine no yeah, it was totally chill I mean, they just beat re- us up behind the back uh, trash can if yeah. we didn't do it if the teachers don't awful. see it it's not bullying yeah and i just i knew i was really hideous 
obviously ugly, so I need to <laughs> let everyone else That was else also know. on yeah. the list. Yeah, you yeah. used <laughs> such a visceral word. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was very true I, I have proof I have proof of all this stuff so I'm not without foundation <laughs> it's not unfounded it's not unfounded it's- I have proof okay so science tells me that it's true right um, when in doubt what you studies die. what studies <laughs> Like we need an intervention. Did you, did you have a control? Did you have like a really hot friend? And yeah. Then oh just no, absolutely. T- yeah. 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 So we, you know, so you stood next to each other. There was a scientist taking notes. Going, yeah. I was say, if you were that, if you were that ugly, the bar would have been really low to you know go. <laughs> Fucking repulsive. <laughs> Grotesque. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have a chart for this. That is, a, that is possibly my favourite thing that you've said all day, Alec. <laughs> oh. That's a low-key neg. <laughs> low-key? That wasn't even a neg. That was just bullying again. <laughs> Jesus. You were one of the year 12 girls. Yeah. <laughs> just going after you, just going, I know all the English language and I will use all of it against you. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, you had to go ask out of year twelve. I want to hear. I want to no, hear this. Yeah, yeah we want to know where this is going. But you couldn't even ask them out. You had to write them a letter. So it was so much worse. And then you had to hand legal them proof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you proof? sign below? Yeah, like, can you sign and tell them what was great about them? And I took this <laughs> fucking so seriously. And even now, I'm like, oh, I did. And if you didn't, if they said no, you had to take a broom to the dance. That you had to dress up a broom. I would oh so my do god, that, that sounds hilarious. And so I wrote this letter to like the hottest guy in year twelve because. Of course I did, because I'm a yeah. fucking idiot. Why settle? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, if you're going to go big, aim high, go right? big, go high. Aim, yeah. aim high. I'm horrendously ugly. This guy is this super is hot. hot. It's going to go in a track. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Gonna There's going to be balance in the universe. Look, exactly. The children will be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it'll just average yeah, out. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be yeah, no, yeah, yeah, nobody's gonna say anything about it. It'll just be like, yeah, they're there. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a guy. That's a dude. They look like a person. <laughs> they they seem to not be grown in a test lab like that. Yeah, exactly. They appear to be human. Okay. <laughs> they appear, that is certainly certainly yeah, a child. Exactly. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Anyway, so that's my hazy story. And I did. Did you take I, the broom? I fucking took a broom. Oh, of course I, I took a broom. So much. That's Can amazing. Because he, oh, of course he laughed at it and he read it out loud in front of everybody. Like, oh, so he was, like, he was a cheer, like a true gentleman. Yes. Oh, but yeah, this is absolutely. not a bullying story. No, no, no. No, no, no it's, it's clearly no. just someone humiliating you. Yeah. yeah humiliating exactly. me someone in front of Someone seven every- years younger, six years yeah, younger. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. what? can I just ask, like, <laughs> what was the dynamic like that? <laughs> Because like this person is like probably 18, 17, yeah. and it's a little huge. I think they listen to the podcast. I think it would have been w- way more problematic if he said yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest, it's like I think you, you got the best it. outcome it's like, here. Yeah, yeah, 13, 12 year old. Yeah, I'll take you out to the dance. This will be great. Let's, yeah, let's <laughs> do this it. Borderline 17, drives, 18 year old. Yeah, he can drive you to oh, the dance. Yeah. <laughs> I love this take. I've right. never thought of it like that, and I'm like, oh yeah. Right, so yeah, I think I would have loved to go back to like being in year seven, but with my current brain, because I would just because I I was also like very high school. I wouldn't. I I'm just going to put it out there that I I'm good, never going back to high school. Oh no, I'm with Ali. I'm not going to go back because I would I would like ruin my entire life and get into so much trouble because I would just start like giving so much shit back because I got to a, I was bullied so much and it was bullying. I can guarantee it was, it was not hazing. It was totally bullying. <laughs> I um, wasn't glossed over. It was, it was so much bullying. But then as I got older, I just like ended up thankfully like not giving a shit 
And yeah. I now have that attitude where I'd love to go back at like 13 and just see how that would go. It'd be great. I, I think I would just ruin all my chances of any kind of like good life. So it's like it Freaky was... Friday in reverse, but no, the, it's, the it's, high school revenge story. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm, Freaky Friday 17 again, you know, you're going, yeah. you're going for I'm, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis and I'm going to go as in my 13 year old body beat up a bunch of... Um, <laughs> Dickheads, yeah, simple yeah. as that. But I it's mean, just yeah. verbal snarky comments. Actually, can I? No, I, I, I would hire Jamie Lee Curtis to go beat people up. Is that a like thing we could? Oh, it's like cameo, except you hire celebrities to beat the shit out of people, <laughs> and and it goes so on their good. criminal record. Like, yeah, no, there's no, it's it's fully like funded where they there's no. Well, the legal police will recompense. never believe it because they're, yeah, just they're like, like Jamie Lee Curtis beat me up. Somebody, Jamie Lee Curtis beat you up. How I, dare you? Is this a new meme? Is this like the Starlight Foundation? Like. Yeah, make a wish, kids, and they're just yeah. like, I would like Jamie Lee Curtis to beat up Jimmy, and they're like, what? Uh, <laughs> um, except Jamie Lee Curtis, she has to do it. She's like, well, the kid's dying. Like, fucking, I can't say it's no. Just make a wish. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like fucking, that's the wish. <laughs> Jimmy fucking sucks. I'm not gonna say no. Like, can you just imagine the hit list of these celebrities of like a hundred people long? Like, I think if, a lot of people would choose Jamie Lee Curtis. I feel personally. like she's survived like nine Halloweens. So yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's a good track record. Exactly, yeah. she's, she's doing good right. stats. Right. Good, yeah. good stats. <laughs> Her KD ratio really is just you know real uh, solid. I think the only thing I would tell my young self would be probably like. You know, just don't listen to anyone in high school. Like, really don't listen to not anyone. Not even teachers, um, just fucking... Yeah, not even... No, no education. Yeah. No, I think, like... I, th- I think it was, like, the one thing I was bullied about, like... And this is the only thing I could actually r- recognize for being bullied about. Oh, was wow, that, lucky you, um, one thing. Well, it was, like... It was just the fact that everyone, th- you know, it was, like, oh, you're clearly closeted. So, that was the entirety of, like, everyone's bullying in, in high school was just, like... Oh, when are you gonna say you're gay? Why are you sort of like you know? And I like I came out as bi years later, but it was one of those things that I was like, oh, is that the reason? Because everyone thought I would like you know just date like a guy. They'd be like, no, you'd suit that guy. And I was like, I'm what, this, this just sounds like they're being very lovely trying no, to help not, you discover yourself. No, I but think you'd be really. We're trying to set you up with our friend Daniel. He seems fantastic. No, but he'd be a really like <laughs> awful human being. I wouldn't want that in a million years. <laughs> Looking back, these guys are actually just trying to help you. They were yeah. really supportive. All right, look, in hindsight... We would accept you, and Martin's like, you fucking... (laughs) You fucking... (laughs) You motherfucker, how dare you? I I mean, also in hindsight, like, I did have a learning disability, so that probably didn't help. Um, It probably did kind of, like, make me a little bit lack of understanding. On on that vein, have you seen on the TikTok trend, like, people doing the the hand gesture, obviously meaning queer, but the straight side of TikTok have taken that to mean dyslexic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so all these straight talk is just like doing all these bits like, oh yeah, I'm, and they mean like doing the hand thing, they mean dyslexic and all the gay side is just like... I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like that's our. That's ours. You can't use that. That's our. That's our gesture. But like all these straight people getting so pissed that everyone thinks they're queer. <laughs> when they mean just, <laughs> just so. I mean, that's, yeah. You had a learning disability. And <laughs> same thing. It's all one and the same yeah. for you. It's, it's just like uh, I just do like, this and it means both. Like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Izzy. Go, Izzy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. throws the football. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like. Uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I just think that, like, you know, in high school, it was one of those things. But also, I am talking, like, you know, mid, uh, mid-90s, mid early 2000s. And, and, you know, the idea... Fuck of- you're old. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, shut up, youngin. Um, you're the youngest person here. Yeah, I am. That is true. Um, but I mean, like, it's it's one of those things that you know I didn't realize. You know, probably was supportive. Actually, no, <laughs> it probably so. wasn't. No, it probably wasn't. Like, I don't yeah. think it was I at all. Was. But I mean, it definitely like, it, was not. <laughs> but I mean, there, there was like you know that whole side of me just not realizing this stuff until like years after high school. Oh, yeah. I think it's like you know the one thing I realized I took away from high school was just like I kept like two friends out of the entire experience. I have two friends still from there and everyone else is right off. And I went like, you know, last year I went to a funeral and met a whole bunch of people from primary school and high school. And they all had an apology for me to like, be like, Oh, sorry for all the shit that I gave you during high school. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, bye. <and> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, that's really nice. All right. I need to go <laughs> yeah. like, bye. Um, Cause you know, you just don't know how to process that after 10 years of actually you know, moving on. Yeah, it's like moving on, but also they're bringing it up and you can't, sometimes you realize like maybe I haven't fully like moved on in a sense. It's just kind of, you're going like, well, that's done now. Yeah. It's not it's, necessarily, because like it may not be forgive and forget. It's just kind of like, well, I can't do anything about yeah. it. And then they bring it up and you're like, oh, that, that actually still kind of fucking sucks, bud. <laughs> I, I also think it's a, it's a open your eyes when you see friends or see people that you haven't seen in years and you realize some of them have changed dramatically and others are still the same mm. from high school and you just go, uh-huh. But, but how do you do that thing? Because uh, like 10 years is a long time. And were you able to forgive in that part, even though that they hadn't apologized to be- uh, forgive somebody who's not sorry is one I, of the hardest things I think I've ever had to deal with. I have definitely forgiven people who like, I, I'm like probably a bit too forgiving um, in hindsight, <laughs> but um, I've definitely like gone. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. Um, there's definitely like probably f- five people I entirely like in my entirety that I know of that I absolutely hate their guts and think they're the worst human being alive. Um, but it's so few and, and far. I'm sitting on his room. Yeah. <laughs> There's three <laughs> of them on here with you. Exactly. <laughs> All three of you get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 funny because it's just it's one of those things that you you know um, it's it's kind of a growing thing. Like you just learn who to trust and who to not trust. And most people are genuine. You just meet a lot of people in this life that are kind of shit as well, or yeah. or have their self interest over anyone else's interest. It's yeah. it's a very like you can't based on first appearances you can't base an entire person on that and you learn people through time mm. and whether or not they're actually going to be a decent human is like through actually knowing someone rather than through actually just you know hearing about yeah. them and, it's, and it's rough because you sometimes think oh have i wasted that time like you spend yeah. so much time learning who they are and it's like well oh fuck that kind of sucks. yeah I, I think that's like one of the um when the shittiest things is when you will lo- learn someone who you thought was a friend and just gone mm. yeah they're not that's they're they're a fuckwit bye yeah. um which only ever seems to happen over money, which is like the most ironic. That's why I'm never going to borrow money off you, so you can't get rid of me. No, I know. I was going to emotionally <laughs> instead of financially. I, I, I think it's like that's the, that's the thing. Don't work with friends. But I think that working with friends, I don't know how you guys feel. I love working with friends. It just has to be the right people where mm. you understand that like... You've got to be able to separate that like business yeah. and friendship where it's like, this is good and we're friends. But like like my manager until he just quit was my best friend. I got him the job and then he became my manager. It worked out great because like we're best mates. We live together and we just had that good dynamic. Yeah. And then my sister wanted to open a cafe. She was like, I want you to work with me. And I was like, never in my fucking life is that going to happen. <laughs> Like, like no fucking way. she can't like she got angry at me because i didn't refill the ice tray and then i revealed that it was actually her who didn't refill the ice tray and then she didn't apologize i was like we can't run a cafe together 
over a fucking ice tray. What do you mean you didn't give him the coffee? I thought you gave him the coffee and now Can you gone. just imagine like, like, a, just a, like 20 people sitting outside the cafe going, where the fuck is my coffee? And yeah, I'm fucking just, just screaming at each other, <laughs> just going off. And I'm like, I filled the ice tray! <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to see this in a comedy sketch yeah. of like two people who cannot run a cafe. Um, That's my life. <laughs> my sister. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I want to go back to the, the, just with the forgiving people. Yeah. I, I don't forgive and forget. I'm very much remember and revenge. Um, I, no. <laughs> I, I, I've like, I don't know. It depends. Cause it's like, I, yeah, definitely was bullied. I ran into like old people in high school yeah. and I've seen that they've actually grown up and they're like decent people. And like, it, to an extent, it's like some, it's like we were kids. And like, mm-hmm. I definitely wasn't the easiest person to get along with. Yeah. Um, I had a bowl cut. I had it coming. So like, you know, completely fair. Um, I mean, you weren't horrendously ugly. I was not that horrendously was, ugly. You weren't grotesque. No, no, yeah, So no, like, the same no. scientist <laughs> has the exactly. same chart. Yeah. yeah like, but pu- puberty did me well, but it was my personality <laughs> that was grotesque. I was, physically, I was fine. I just sucked as a person. It's what's in the inside. Yeah. And it was bad. And what was inside was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but there are some people where I've just been like um, I don't know like again slightly serious oh god I was supposed to be the funny one here um, <laughs> with my mother where it's like I'm very much in the mind I'm like don't forget like I very much remember it's like I will move on but I'm not going to forgive and also yeah. I'm not going to forget because it's a part of me like those mm. kind of things have shaped me so it's like I'm not going to forgive your behavior definitely not going to forget what you did but I'm going to move on with my life uh, yeah, that way. So it, I, it was all just dependent on the situation. Like, yeah, yeah. No, like a bunch of them were kids. I was like, oh fuck, we're all idiots. And then and they did. And I I don't think I've ever had anyone kind of apologize. Um, but like it's it, the conversation. We've actually been friendly, and it's nice, and I can see they've grown. Um, and that's kind of been enough for me because like, I went out the other week, and this I ran into an old guy from school, and he never bullied me. He was great. But um, I used to be like really scrawny. And then he basically looked at me and was just like, holy shit, you've bulked up. And I was just like, tell everyone. Tell everyone right now. <laughs> Take photos. Yeah, I was Take like, photos. And I was just like, Selfies, I, I, post I, I, was like I have fucking been going to the gym. Fucking tell everyone I'm I'm not ripped, but just say I am. Fucking say I'm shredded. And then they can never, but I can never meet them. I'll be like, just tell everyone that. And I'll be too good to actually come to any reunion. Um, and that was very, but that was so validating. He was like, whoa. And I was just like, stop it. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I work hard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, I think it depends on the situation, the person. Yeah. Um, but very much I do like remember and revenge as well. Cause on the other end, like people are like, I'll oh, be the bigger person and move on. But it's like, uh, and people are like, like karma will get to them. It's like, why can't I be the karma? Cause something got me right. I'm thinking of it this way. In terms of karma, people say, you know, like if you do something bad to someone, you'll get bad, put it back onto you. Right. If somebody does something bad to me and I do something bad back to them, I've, I've closed the circle. Because otherwise, somebody has to do something bad to them. So what is for this, ba- like a robberous kind of it's situation? Like, it's like yin and yang. It's, 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 it's yin and yang. Because if, if, if they do something bad to me and I'm supposed to let it go and bad will come to them, somebody's got to do something bad to them. But that means they've done something bad. Somebody's got to come back. The cycle continues. So this is the speech <laughs> you're giving the judge at your As I when I've yeah. killed someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's but like it's, they had it coming. Exactly. Yeah, like, judge, yin and yang. I, I gotta can, let I me go. the circle. Exactly. Your Honor. Your Honor. In my defense, I thought it was a funny goof um <laughs> but if i close the circle i've stopped the You're cycle like, of violence i fixed, the I fixed it you because be it's just me. us we just keep fighting each other and then either either it stops i do the bad thing to them and we're settled or they do it to me and then i go back and forth and i've just closed the circle nobody else has to do a bad thing to either one of us you're like Batman that's peace and the Joker, like. it's it's peace exactly <laughs> i am like a much smarter batman because all i do is i'm like hey joker don't hurt anyone else 
let's hurt each other. And then, and then Joker goes, Darn, you're right. Yin and yang. And case closed. <laughs> Fucking. And the most bam. like calm fight sequence ever. And no, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And that's how hazing saved Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. I, d- I just want to also like <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite thing is like Ali as a writer you're like the silent killer when it comes to like fucking you know trauma because you can write all your characters in and all the people you hate into a story you can be like oh yeah this person bullied me when I was young yeah fuck it going in the story I'm going to murder their ass later I love that you just called her out like oh yeah you're really good at trauma dumping like, you're so good at that <laughs> So much you have trauma. so much it's trauma, and you just tell every yeah, you, yeah. you just put it on everyone. No wonder you're successful. Like, <laughs> around you, oh, I feel the energy. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's called pain. It's traumatic being around you. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I try to keep it as separate as possible. Like maybe I'm doing it subconsciously, but yeah. I feel like that's such a writer's hack though whenever a writer tells me oh yeah i wrote this person into my story i'm like well get better get, yeah get original yeah, yeah. No. Also, i don't want to get i don't want to get sued if they're like it's too somebody's like that's me i'm like no it's not and they're like yeah no i did that specific thing to you in year eight i'm like oh fuck yeah, it's <laughs> more of a getting called out <laughs> yeah thing. so i've had uh for a while there a lot of my protagonists um really struggled to want something or they would deal with problems by going away and doing something else and someone put it back on me trying to like troubleshoot it being like all right what could this character do and they're like well if someone like hurt you what would you do and I'm like oh maybe like hold a grudge and not do anything for 10 years and then the epiphany was oh that's why none of my protagonists are fucking doing anything (laughs) (laughs) oh no I'm the protagonist they need to be a little more active um and not not like yeah the passive aggressive kind of yeah all your characters like grotesque as children because that could be a real like. Like, I like I how he's just bringing the yeah. stop now. I stop just, now. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just mean, if you two can work together, maybe that I, can help I, fuel I, some. <laughs> so, it's hideous. Uh, what is Ellie, that? The, the plan is. You write a story, I produce it, and we get these two in, and it's just going to be about these two grotesque children. Yeah. One really kind of like played by a bunch of one idiots looking with unloved a soul. soul. One, one hideous. Yeah. You just never the, wanna, yeah, you average never wanna looking, looking terrible soul, incredible soul, fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they're just like they have interestingly really average children. <laughs> they don't no, even okay. have names. But if I'm average at that, I'm not the super hot fucking no, year twelve. No. So at that point, the children are going to be below average, but oh, yeah. above yeah, whatever above that was. Yeah, I feel exactly. like- <laughs> and the yin and yang of bullying continues <laughs> exactly. forever. If you set us in a room together, we'll just we'll sort it out. We'll, yeah, I, uh, close the circle of violence. You know? um, Do the right thing. Oh my god, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not wrong and you can't I just, prove otherwise. I, I really want to send this um, whole recording into a therapy session and just play it for a therapist and go, and like, please unpack this. Like, please. <laughs> I can absolutely talk about something that happened in one of my therapy sessions. Oh, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. I, 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 this one I can treat as it's funny because it is, again, serious, but I find it hilarious because uh, trauma. So a <laughs> first therapy session with a new therapist, I went in like one of my issues was like, you know, it, treating myself nice and being able to accept compliments and seeing myself as like, you know, a decent person. And I was like, I think my personality is absolutely abhorrent. And then she, every time she's like, I just want to pull back to the fact that you use the word abhorrent. Like she's got such a visceral word. And I was like, I need you to just 
not read into that mostly for my own sake but also like i just i'm very descriptive and so for like 10 sessions she's like i just need to bring it back to the fact uh, that you use the word abhorrent so uh yeah you're just that, like get a thesaurus Come yeah on, i was just like lady it's just <laughs> it's part of the english language let's not read anything <laughs> into us and try to fix my problem yeah, you I fucking love, bitch i love how you're telling this to psychologists don't read into it what are you talking yeah, exactly. about like, that's not why i'm, not that's why I'm a therapy at all <laughs> i'm not a therapy to read into my issues Jesus. i'm I, just here to talk to someone yeah. i'm here to talk to somebody because my friends said if i don't go to therapy they'll stop being friends with me i'm just uh, ticking a box turns out you just needed a podcast all along is yeah. what you wanted i already had a podcast <laughs> that also was just free therapy <laughs> It's a <laughs> so yes, no. Already, this has already been sent to my therapist. Yeah, because I lived it. It's already on live stream. It's exactly. beaming to all our like, computers. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think it's like I, I can't afford that much therapy. No. That, yeah, that. Um, I've been like I think this. Okay, if we're talking about therapy, this is the, actually the year that I've been to the therapist the least amount of times. Um, mostly probably like online, but um, yeah, it's like the space. <laughs> Most of my therapists just heard about bad breakups and awful, awful events, which I just feel like I feel like is being most my most of my trauma. I feel like I should write an album like Taylor Swift and just base my entire stories off breakups. I mean, you're with Emily now, but I was gonna say just stop fucking dating, dude. Like, no, I, a I really mean, easy fix to that is just take a break. You know, I take did. some time for yourself. I did, I did, and then I found Emily, and it was great. Um, <laughs> so my one therapy story is so normally when I'm chatting, I don't know, maybe it's a part of me that's like. I just want to make friends and we're going to talk about every, everything's a good time and everything's going to go yeah. fine. Yeah, it's like you don't want to seem like you don't want to yeah, burden them with your issues yeah, when it's their job. Exactly. Like, I just want to it's chat. like, how's your week been? And I'm like, so good, so productive. I'm amazing. You always have a good day on the day you have therapy. Exactly. You go and you're like, actually today wasn't horrible and it just negates everything that happened in the previous week. So her mistake was asking for like, she's like, can you go away and write for me like just like some history of key moments of you growing up that reflect and i'm a writer so <laughs> don't ask a writer to go away and write their life story because i did uh, <laughs> and then i sent her this massive document at our next meeting she's like oh so there was a lot there chapter one <laughs> my birth and then we proceeded not to talk about it because i'm guessing she maybe just like flicked through it and went wow and she's like oh, maybe her job's just easier if she talks to me in person <laughs> and i say everything's fine and then she gets to tick a box i don't know but it was I learned not to sell your life story. Send it all to yeah. your therapist. <laughs> They're not quite there for it, no. apparently. I, I think it's like it's it's funny because all the all the trauma that I managed to get out was pretty pretty even now. Uh, but it was like it's, I feel like I've just negated all my trauma now. Now there's still some there. Uh, it's still alive. Um, but I remember like once I had a phobia of clowns when I was a kid. And valid, like, because clowns are fucking terrifying. Clowns are terrifying. They are. They're just the worst. Um, and I remember one of the things that my therapist was just like after all, like the family stuff we talked about and all my relationship stuff. She was like, "Um, you seem quite happy now. Let's move on to the topic of clowns." I was like, straight away, just like. We're never touching that with a 10-foot pole because that's not really an issue. And if it was, I would stab the fucking clown. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not an issue. We just can never talk about it ever. And I can so never see clowns. Yeah. yeah, I know. And, and it's just like the, always when she ever raised it, I had this awkward laugh. Of <laughs> <laughs> like a, that sounds, yeah, like a clown. Great impression. I didn't but. know how to roses it. I was like, I don't want to think about clowns like ever. 
Um, but yeah, that's apparently one of the things that my uh, therapist still likes to talk about. But you know, but, well, I I like to imagine this is an old therapist. You don't see them, but you just know that they talk about you and your clown thing behind your back years I just, later. What I imagine is like they have their annual like therapy session where all like the therapists get together and they to just therapize go, each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they just go, yeah. So one of my clients, I know this is confidential, but fuck, they hate clowns. <laughs> fuck, they had the worst trauma dump this week. Ah, oh. was it Ali? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote she this. Said me a book <laughs> a like, screenplay please come on an unsolicited script so yeah. rude um, you're like yeah, so he's, you hand her her copy like... and it's like so you're gonna be my mother and I'm gonna be me ready and go um, I just imagine like you know they just go okay well does everyone wanna like read this script that my uh, client sent me Le- yeah okay 168 pages let's perform it now and part one and then next week a pilot's been uh, greenlit <laughs> yeah and you're just like sitting in your office just going Fuck, a new show on ne- yeah. 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 A new show on Netflix pops up and you're like, what the f <laughs> <laughs> That's my IP. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the I've got the draft PDF in front of me. Did you trademark it? That was your issue. Yeah, I know, yeah. I should have watermarked it. Um religion though, let's move on to religion. Um, especially at this time in the you know, are we who we here religion. who here is like what's your stance on religion? Who is um like <laughs> We're about because, to get cancelled so fast. Because I am, I am an atheist, but I also believe in like ghosts and stuff, or like the unknown. I don't like calling myself an agnostic because I feel like that's a bit wishy washy. That's just me. Um, but yeah, like I know. What are you? I would say, like I get. I don't think personally that there's like some higher being that like created mm. the universe and is just kind of like watching the shadows because that's fucking psychopathic in terms of. <laughs> if I did that, <laughs> yeah, like I would just be. I would be put away. So, you know, just because they have superpowers doesn't mean it's fucking cool, bud. I was I was raised Catholic. I was like an altar boy and everything. And I mean, I can get into like the fucking drama there. But basically, like, I I remember the, the pivotal moment for me where I realized it wasn't it was just what I was taught to believe was I was in year seven and one of my friends told me they were an atheist and I went off. I was like, oh, you're going to hell. Like you're, you're, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. And the next day I went home and I was like, what the, what was that? And yeah. I went back the next day and I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. That's like not me. And it, and it triggered in my mind. I was like, this is just what I've been raised to believe. Like, I don't necessarily, I'm just literally parroting what I got. And we, I do church every Sunday, like without fail, really big part of the community. And from that point, I was kind of like, I don't think this is, like, I want to see what I believe. And so I, I told my mom, I was just like, um, I don't want to go to church anymore. And then she tried to like blackmail me with something. And I was just like, cool, yeah. go for it. And then she didn't follow through. And I was like, fucking got him. And then, uh, and then from then, so like, I would say if I'm an atheist. Um, Cause yeah, I don't think there's anything like that, but same, I want to believe in the unknown. Like, I don't know still where I stand with ghosts, but I would like so much shit that is just so wild that happens where I'm like, there's got to be stuff we don't know about. It's that same concept of like magic is just science we don't know and everything. Like I I just assume there's just stuff we haven't figured out. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, if you look back medieval times, they're like, oh, it was a ghost. And I was like, that was, you were having a hallucination because you ate a mushroom, like fucking calm down. So I assume there's going to be like, <laughs> Stuff we just haven't figured out yet. In like 200 years, they'll be like, oh yeah, ghosts were real. It was just this. And it's like, yeah, we fucking figured it out. We can quantify it now. So that's where my stance, yeah. that took way too long. Go I ahead. love it though. <laughs> Kirsty, what about you? I'm a Christian. Really? I am. Everybody's super surprised because they're like, yeah, no, you lie. And I'm like, <laughs> why would probably, you lie about I'm, that? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's the eternal <laughs> damnation of lying. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, I am. But it's um, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people, 
when they first I think I was hanging out with a bunch of people and they realized that I was and they're like how did you not tell us and I was like because it's nobody else's business mm. yeah I effectively it's I'm my like, faith it's, not, my, yeah. it's mine and I don't force it on people I'm not one of those people that's like here's the bible take the bible take have it, you missed take god it. like <laughs> do you need to find god here is the bible. yeah this is the, yeah and you're just like back the fuck off <laughs> <laughs> like I I've and I just it's just my personal faith and I've been through certain things in my life where I go I technically shouldn't probably be alive and yeah. there's no reason for me to have been alive I shouldn't be and I'm like oh, okay cool so mm. there's a thing that's there and it's weird st- weird stuff has happened in my life that I'm just like yeah I I just do I and that's my my own thing but everybody's to themselves and yeah. I you mm. know sort of I I social most of my friends in fact all of my friends I don't think any of them are like Christian or in that faith yeah and it doesn't matter yeah no, it's, it's not it's, it's, it's your faith it's my it's, thing yeah. and I've had huge fights with people about it where they're like so you think God kills children and I was like I personally don't think that but you know and they're like so you it's like I've had personal attacks on that level. yeah and I'm just kind of like I don't I don't speak for anybody else don't. you're like bro you started this yeah, like come start, the fuck yeah, down I don't like, answer for God I was Jesus. just hanging out like damn yeah I don't yeah. write God letters and say can you kill these five children yeah. I really yeah, did yeah like, you're like what no like no. shoving the evidence <laughs> under you're just like fuck prayer really works <laughs> <laughs> White got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit got dark fast. <laughs> what about you, Ali? Yeah, I can't say it's something I think about too often. So I think that means I don't believe because it's just it's not on my radar. It's yeah, my my personal falafel. My my personal falafel is sounds delicious. Sorry, I had a flashback back to the pig in the oven. On the topic of religion. (laughs) How did you Um, kill this falafel? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, my personal falafel is just, you know, this is my one life to be good, do with it what I will, and I have no real belief to the afterlife or anything like that. Um, So that's just how I've set my course. Um, I'm really into analysing culture, analysing society and knowing that I've been raised in a Christian society and trying to analyse my behaviour for what is an outside influence that has caused my core values. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm really, I'm really into unpicking that kind of thing. But then there's also like a Slytherin part of me that's like, well, what if I'm wrong? Like maybe it's worth like the odd prayer every decade just in case. Like what, every like, 10 years you're like, mm, better yeah, do some praying. Like, it's the alarm's going off. Yeah, what no. if you like get, it's like 89, you're pushing 90 and you're about to die. And you're like, fuck, I hope that prayer last, fuck, nine years ago <laughs> yeah, really works because I'm not doing like, another one. <laughs> what if I just hedge all my bets and just like place a token on every religion in the world I, I, just in case? I think they have a clause in like most religions where they're just, like yeah no you can't do they say specifically like you can't fucking do that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's not worth it but um yeah i think like it's interesting because from your angle what is what is your thoughts on people bringing religion into policy like into political policies or like you know <laughs> the L just turned and looked at me as if I've oh. you are now as you the advocate for all of christianity (laughs) and politics tell us do you do you feel like it's you know because Obviously, it, it's good for, you know, some politicians and some companies also shove Christmas down people's throats. Like, they mm. shove the idea that everyone celebrates Christmas and there's, like, always a handful of people in the shopping mall who just go, I, I literally want to buy food for the week. Like, that's all I want to do and go home. I mean, mm. I feel like Christmas is very just commercial. That style, is yeah. co- it's commercialized it's, it's Christmas. So it's definitely commercial. not religious Christmas. Like, they're... 
uh, in terms of marketing, it's the commercialized Christmas yeah. because it needs to be everyone can participate in Christmas, which they can, but that's the whole message there. They need to, uh, it, whether it be religion like uh, inspired, it needs to be that whole yeah. marketing process for money reasons of every, it's the commercialized Christmas. Yeah. Mm. I think, like, I, I don't, yeah, like, what's your opinions on it? Because I know, like, a lot of our government is very heavily. Can you give me an example of what you're, what you're asking? Because well, I, okay. I want to make sure that I don't misinterpret this question. No, 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 at the moment, bring a lot of their faith into their policies as, you know, like, obviously, I think Parate, you know, is is a prime example and so is Scott Morrison. Um, I'm not even going to give them titles because they're shitbags, um, but they do bring a lot of their own beliefs into their, their policies as well and don't really kind of See, counter... I- I think that, that that for me is hard because when yeah. you're dealing with a policy, you're dealing with a country and you can't go... It, and it's a really bad example, but if you suddenly went, you know what? I don't like chicken. I don't like it. And I'm going to ban it in supermarkets because I now have the power to do so. Um, there's a danger there that if you're... Yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, yeah. if it's, you're using your own personal beliefs to dictate what people do in a country, I don't think that that's yeah. correct. Um, you know, yeah. and I think your faith it, it can guide you in making the right decisions for, in the sense that, if you're a good person, do things yeah. like, like, I don't know, it's such morally a hard one. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Mor- yeah. Like it's, I find that that one can be quite a sticky one, but if you're just using, you know, your yeah. personal beliefs to be like, I mean, imagine if you hated Christmas, like, and he was just like, cancel Christmas. I'm out. You guys are out. I'm now, I've got the power to do it. And uh, you that's know. just the plot of like some kind of fun <laughs> Christmas movie <laughs> yeah. where like someone cancel Christmas and everyone bands together to like bring back Christmas. Yeah. Like Ali again, right. Where's the pen and paper? Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's actually just got a laptop. Yeah, yeah, underneath, yeah. She's, she's, been, she's been furiously just typing this entire um, time. You know, a part of me wonders though, if those political leaders even know they're doing that. I don't think they sit down and be like, what is my beliefs no, going to dictate today? So the same in how I like to analyze myself being like have I reached this core belief within myself because of my experiences through life or because it is this overarching dominant culture yeah. that I believe this is the default I, I, th- I think it's a mix of that because and it all depends because there's definitely ones where it's, it is their core belief and it's just something where it, it's just their first thought is based on their faith but there are definitely politicians who are very smart and know what they're doing mm. and yeah. it's so i like- would credit tony abbott as maybe one of those people who was aware of what he was doing mm. but i don't think anyone in current power has the self-analysis no to know that that's what they're doing they're just like i'm part of the dominant belief i've never been challenged my entire life i understand what is good so why doesn't everyone believe this is good and right yeah. and never really understanding that there are other views and ways of approaching things that could also be deemed right i would i would argue that on at least parate like he is a very smart intelligent individual especially in politics yeah maybe i don't and have enough of a handle on him yet maybe i should be i more mean scared. he did just announce he's having a seventh child so i really kind of just feel very sorry for his wife <laughs> <laughs> look my, my grandma was a, was a child of like 10 or 11 so like i can yeah, it's there's uh most of them are dead now, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, um, I don't have I don't have any like grand uncles or aunties that I need to like talk to all the time. It's great. No, it's more the um, fact that I felt sorry for her mother. <laughs> yes, true, true. Uh, but like I think I think with Perita, he's a very intelligent individual, and he 
definitely is leveraging some of that um, faith-based stuff to put things in a way. Because also, like, again, and obviously this isn't everyone, but there, and it's regardless of faith. There's obviously a lot of racism in politics and a lot of, like, yeah. um, you know, a lot of that there. And especially with the, you know, like, new religious discrimination bill, where it's very clearly just being used to, for these people who aren't on the, you know, this, the right side of the religion and using it for their proper faith and, like, yeah. actually being accepting, like you know christianity is supposed to be it's that it's that classic argument of like they're completely the opposite of what they're supposed to be because it's like like i said i grew up catholic and i grew up in the church there's still so many fantastic values that i learned from that of just being a good person like growing up i always it was for me the main thing in my head was treat others how you want to be treated that just always clicked in my head i was like that made sense why would i treat someone like crap and it's like i never got um yeah yeah it just, it just always made sense to me to try to do my best there. and i've got like we're all human we're all gonna make mistakes and not do you know what we can all the time but it's definitely fuck i've lost my point but but like it, it's it's that whole yeah there, there are a lot of good values yeah. still because regardless of whatever you believe religiously there are good values in all of the uh, all of the religions to say hey we're a community and we're supposed to help each other yeah and definitely there are these politicians who say that they are this religion they may have been raised in it but they do not represent what that religion actually means like from a story sorry i didn't mean to come from a storyteller's perspective i do love the idea of religion is what came about when people needed answers to a life that didn't make sense Mm. and that it did come about in a book in Christianity sense that it's like, all right, here, here is the narrative we're agreeing upon that if you need answers, have a look at this. And I kind of, I like that organized way of thinking. Yeah. So obviously it has been used as a tool for some negative things, but but also just that, that yeah, but the that- condensing of ideas into a narrative that when people are searching for meaning in a world that doesn't make sense, they can find it I, here. I, that's the thing. I think it needs to be like a tool and a, a guide, though. It's obviously not supposed to be... a. a- well, I mean, pardon Don't the word, a the literal Bible. A, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it is, because also, again, it's a massive game of Chinese whispers because you have so many different denominations of like, oh, look, we have the King Henry, you know, James Bible version. Like, so many different versions and all these people are like, well, this is the right one. It's like, it's just, it is supposed to be a guide and it's supposed to be, yeah, again, in my belief, those um, moral lessons where it's just like, hey, this story of like... um the good samaritan and everything like, yeah it's just whether that actually happened like i'm sure like there have been so many stories like that it's the it's the metaphor of like stopping to help and everything but again like and but also you can't take a lot of those metaphors too literally because also nowadays you have people who fake being injured you stop to help and then they rob you um so like yeah it, uh, it's the use of manipulation and i think also when it comes to just being kind mm-hmm. it is it is so few and far between when actually people are genuinely kind. Mm. And I think that's created by a lot of just the busyness of society. We don't really have time to stop. We're not trained to stop and help as much. Well, capitalism teaches us that we need to be an individual and we've got to hustle by ourselves. Yeah. Into, it's actually, we are a community and we're supposed to help people. Yeah. And there are going to be times when there are people who can't also contribute to that community like you have to maybe you have to step up and help somebody who has a disability as old or something like that like the whole point is we're on this planet to help people and be kind and sometimes to be part of a community is there are gonna you have to help people that can't 
help back in a sense like not that they don't want to but there are going to be times like that yeah. i think this like capitalism and stuff like that breeds this whole we're on our own and i hate it because we're not because it's yeah. clear with friendships and everything like you need that human connection like I, I during lockdown i struggled massively because i was just it was just me and my nan and like i love her but she's definitely like you know she's a character and it's like we weren't we were like not um very different people in certain yeah. ways and so not being able to see my friends just took it out because like i am nothing without my friends i would have been completely built up by them like i do everything i do because i want to i want to entertain i want to tell a story and i want to enrich people's lives and without people i can't do that and so it's like this yeah. i just try to find this massive sense of community and i think that is one of the issues with the hustle and bustle the busy it's how it's just this culture we've been taught of no don't there's there is no community you've got to be by yourself that kind yeah. of thing and even when you're you've got like your family and stuff like that it then is limited to no like f you know blood family comes first kind of thing and it's just like no your your friends can be your family you can make your own family your community can be your family and yeah. but i think it's also a very westernized thing because you hear a lot of um like asian cultures who it is very centered on like small communities who help each other and are fully self-sufficient within their community. Yeah. And, and you get that with Westernized, like farm communities and stuff like that as well. You have always farm communities coming together to help other farmers and stuff like that because they know the struggle. So, yeah. But I think it's definitely in a more, it's definitely not as big in Western culture to have that kind of sense of full community. But I think you also can get that with religion. Like when I used to go to church, we did every fourth Sunday would have spaghetti Sunday and we would people would volunteer and they'll bring in a different pasta dish or a salad. And it was a fantastic sense of community. Even as a kid, like it was so amazing to go. I just felt so welcomed. And I had I had friends there who are my age, but I could also like talk to any of the adults. Um my nan would always cook spaghetti bolognese. Like it was just a really fantastic sense of community and that can be brought on by religion like you said finding those answers finding that meaning and that can be found within other people who share that core belief i don't know what my point was i kind of just ended I, up rambling but i just i love that me, because so. that was the whole very wholesome whole, you know basically what we've You're learned welcome. today <laughs> is everything that is wholesome comes out of your mouth and we're um, all just oh, jaded just... fucks over here i have my moments so I'll put um, it that way. uh no i think I think that's also like, yeah, the sense of community because I feel like my entire street, like the street I grew up with, they had um, every like Christmas time, they would have a street gathering. And that was great because everyone would bring food. Everyone had wine together. It was really nice. You did get a sense of like the community. And like when I actually went to Christmas, I used to go to Kudamundra with, um, with what my- What did you call me? You heard me. Um, I went to Kudamundra and- um, you know, to visit my grand and that was really uh, sweet, but it was also like, you got a sense that everyone was helping. Like she would have eggs from the neighbors. She would have everything like people knew her because she'd lived there for so long. And I think, you know, you don't really get that sense. Like you get your foster family and you know, you get the people that, you know, sort of like through, you know, mutual connections, but I don't think anyone, I think we forget a lot. And especially like our industry in particular kind of makes us, either gravitate to family or not at all. Like we just kind of like, I know so many people who are just like, not the moment I walk out of the door, I don't want, you know, want to talk to anyone in the industry. They're very disconnected. They want to stay disconnected in their friend group. And then other people who love like the, the community that it builds. And I think it's, you know, there's two different sides to that. Um, I'm one of those people who just loves making new friends, which is just um, a, a lovely thing. But I think it also can kind of just be, the opposite side where it's like you won't always get that you not everyone wants that community and wants that connection with people 
Mm. And mm. Get, that's that's fine. It's, it, it all depends on the individual because I know people who don't. I think you still need community in the sense of like just for like even just seeing people or anything like that. You don't necessarily need to have like a full large community. No. I know I do know a lot of people who prefer to be on their own and stuff like that. Like I think I would love to move out and live on my own, but in that scenario, it couldn't be during covid and stuff like that because i wouldn't then be able to go out because i need i need my own space to recharge and also from a creative point when i was living out of home with my roommates and everything i always felt awkward trying to make content because i didn't want to interrupt them so i'd always wait until they were gone out of the house and i would like quickly rush and try to film something because i didn't I, I felt bad taking up space yeah and so i think for me like i would love to have my own space to create in that but then i can then go out and because it's like it's always a thing like i i struggle to not struggle i i very relish finding people i can turn off with like i'm always on and trying to be a character or entertaining and doing something and when i find someone where i can just hang out with them and be off it's just such an amazing experience that i think um like i need uh i need that because when i go out like i said i want to entertain i want to tell a story and I do need that uh, complete opposite where, like, I know I have that community out there, but I then can be by myself yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and that's and that's often, like, you know, hard. Mm. Especially, like, I found the advantage, because I've lived on my own for now, like, two years. And that's one thing that, like, when Emily and I live together, that's something I'm compensating in the back of my head, being like, okay, well, I don't want to have, like, you know, three podcast sessions in a day or something like that. I want to be able to give, make sure that she has her space as well. So that's like, I've lived with people before. It's very easy to kind of separate and, and um, you know, like, but also I think the advantage is like, we both work in the industry. We're both very aware of what that industry demands of us. Um, like I do shift work all the time. So, but she's also your partner. There's yeah, a very I mean, like, different dynamic there I, in terms of yeah. a roommate separate your space, but if you live with them, they're your partner, I, I, sleep I, in the same room. I think it's also like, we, you know, like we've already discussed, because I have to get up sometimes like 3.30, you know, 4 in the morning, and we've already discussed that we're going to put a spare bed in the study so that if, she, if I have to get up early, she'll go and sleep in there so that I don't disturb her. And I think that's like, it's almost like we're compartmentalizing, like we're best friends, but we're also, you know, partners. So it, we can kind of go, okay, well, what are we going to do to make sure that this longevity lasts in a very very respectful of each other's boundaries and like routines. Uh, But I feel like not everyone is. And I feel like, you know, I feel like that just comes because I've lived with people who had no respect for boundaries. Like I, you know, would do a different shift and suddenly they'd start playing piano at 9am and I'd be like asleep and they'd be like, stop playing aggressively loudly. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like I'm asleep in the adjacent room. You've woken me up. I have now running on two hours sleep and I'm going to be, and they didn't understand why I was grumpy. Like it was like never that understanding of like, oh, you've had an all nighter. And they just, they, you know, something that used to irritate me was, you know, people would say something like, oh, you have to get up at fuck o'clock. And I was like, no, I just have to go to my fucking job. That's what I actually have to do. It's not like. It's not necessarily the time. It's I've worked uh, an entire day. Yeah. It's like, I have to do this for money. Like your job, you know, and they were students. They didn't like ever have a full-time job. So I don't know if there is always that connection, um, you know, with you know who you live with and you know like the community and everything but i think when it comes to people you know there is the people who get it and get how your life will sort of work or they respect it and then there's the other people who just go no i don't respect it and i think you should do tenfold harder to make you know the the impression of the you know my level of respect to you and i feel like that is such a a bit of a cop-out when it comes to some you know people because it's like 
well, if you're having a day, then, you know, obviously you don't want, you know, like the fatigue of four months mm. of lockdown. Fuck, I haven't done much. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've probably done the least amount of stuff in the last four months. You know, I've tried to actually just, you know, compartmentalize mm. not being going anywhere and other than just going to work. And you forget that and people just go, but you should be grateful you have a job. And I'm like, I am, but... Also, I'm fucking tired. Regular hours, yeah. (laughs) I would like to actually have a life as well. So yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Like, for you two, is that like still the same thing? Like, I'll go for you, Kirsty. Is that like, um, how's your compartmentalizing when it comes to friends and stuff outside? I think I'm I'm pretty good. You know, sort of. I my friends, I'm very very lucky, and the people that are in my life kind of just get me. And they get when I'm like, I'm tired today. Today yeah. I'm tired. I need my space. And I've lived I've lived on my own for quite some time, probably about four years now. Yeah. And I would never change it because it's that thing where I'm like, if my apartment's messy, no one cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when I care, I clean it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's that that's sort of space for me. Um, you were talking about it. Mm. It was space is so important to be able to have that space especially after you know you get it in any creative sphere where you put your heart your mind your soul into something and then you have to go and somebody's sitting in the lounge watching a bad movie and you're like oh well, fuck off yeah, yeah just feel- like really it's like such a visceral thing for me i'm like i'm just gonna break the tv and then you're gonna be unhappy and you'll leave you feel like you is- can't have your own space yeah. even though it's like it's shared but you feel awkward like yeah like i Whenever I'm doing something creative, like my room just becomes a mess. Like I completely yeah. just don't clean anything up mm. until like, and then I'll ch- I'll change the sheets. I'm like, okay, I'll do the whole thing. Like it kind of just becomes a ritual habit. And if I had somebody else, like I've been single for a while, I'm very terrified of getting back into a relationship because I have to be like, oh no, now I have to like actually be a human being like in front of people. Oh my like, god, fuck it's, that! It's the worst. And then when somebody comes over, I'm like, just don't open the cupboards. And they're like, why? I was like, just don't open the cupboards because <laughs> everything is sort of being shoved in. Everything's mm-hmm. been taken a big heap and just like hidden in cupboards so that it looks like I'm neat and tidy sometimes and I'm like just yeah. don't open you no, don't no, get the privilege I, of I, have a I, oh, well, I was going to say like the moment uh, <laughs> I cleaned the entire apartment the first time Emily came around and I like but I still have my things on the floor and like she just like she was just like yeah, you had stuff on the floor and just like commented on that. I was like, well, I'm still, you're still dating me. So I really yeah. can't, I didn't lose. You know what? I didn't want to lie to you, babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fe- I make it look like it's a little bit lived in where I'll be like, oh, you know, the the, the doona's not made on the bed or I'll, I'll put like a tissue in the bin in the bathroom where I'm like, yeah, people, people use things here, but everything else is fucking spotless. But I don't have enough storage. So like I'll take stuff off my bed. I normally like I'll have my laptop on my bed next to me because I got a queen bed. Nobody else is fucking sleeping there. So that's just extra storage. So there's a fucking, my laptop's there and then I'll finish the day and maybe I'll put my jacket on the end of the bed. And then the next day I'll be wearing a hat and I'll put the hat on the end of the bed and it just becomes a mess. But I don't have much storage in terms of like just in general. So like I'll take everything off there and make the bed look nice, but then my desktop will just be shit stacked on top of the keyboard. So it's all just a mess there. But I'm like, but you can actually lay down <laughs> and hang out so but- i moved in november last year so we had what lockdown last year between march and calm down by august i think yeah. it kind of calmed down so then so we were living the three of us were living in a marubra townhouse so two bedrooms and then a downstairs that was the living dining and then also kind of the kitchen so we were on top and there was and we had a Labrador. Uh, oh. So we're on top of each other, but we did that lockdown and we're like, good, we've been living here for five years, but now we are done, uh, <laughs> especially because we're all working from home. Sudden yeah. COVID yeah, demands. Yeah, that would be so, so we were ready to move. We moved out west. Um, so now we're in Parramatta, but we have a house that's big enough now that we all have our own offices. And that that's almost like 
a life changer, a lifesaver. Um, and it was the first time in my life I've had a dedicated writing space as well. Yeah. So it was like a really special creative upgrade for me as well to be like, this is my writing space, not also the place where I sleep and eat and how it just becomes the bed is everything you do. Cause I have lived on my own once as well in a really small room and yeah, the bed is where you do everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get on my laptop, move my keyboard yeah. and then like put yeah. it on the desk. I'm so, like, it's, fine. it's called a laptop for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> everything can come to you. But in terms of like living with a partner, so Nathan and I, I think we work really well together in that we were both creatives and we both had our dreams like our goals for yeah. our life before we met each other. And so there was just that mutual understanding that our career and our passions are our first love. And we like, that sounds bad, but I think when you meet another creative, you get it, how mm, important yeah. their career and what they do is just so ingrained as a part of them and a reason why I love him. Mm. Um, and so you don't need to have that discussion. Like, yeah, I feel when you like, find someone who can respect mm, that, you it, found like that's good. If they don't, that's probably not going to work out. Like, yeah. you already you hit that point where you realize we probably can't live together. Yeah, he he doesn't like he just gets it when I need to spend the entire day in my office. Yeah. Like he'll just get it. And if he just needs to drop everything, if he got an acting job, like I get it as well. Like yeah. I, yeah. there's that, it's that respect of boundaries. You, yeah. you just understand. It's just, you don't even need to think about it instantly in your it's brain. Like, you're just I like, oh, know cool. how important this is to you. Yeah. So go and do it and we'll make it work. And yeah. it, it's yeah. always been that. Well, I, I imagine if dating someone out of the creative industry, you just like a normie. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to have that. Fucking normie. <laughs> what losers? <laughs> yeah, the New Year's crew, fucking yeah, normies. Fucking but normies. I'm like, would they genuinely understand that I need to spend this many hours of my day in my head, not talking to people? And yeah. it's like, mm. but someone who just already understands that inherently is so important. Mm. Yeah. And the, oh, I was, I was going to say I dated two people who didn't get that at all, and and like. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is very hard. Like it's, it's just when they don't understand you're busy constantly mm. and, and they just expect, you know, like I'm actually the most glad thing is my relationship right now. It's so like not demanding at all. Mm. So I'm not getting phone calls like while at work. Cause I've had that. I've, I've been in relationships where it's just, you're constantly needing to give them attention and it's exhausting yeah. like it's just because you you barely have enough attention for the things that you're mm. doing so you've got to compartmentalize yeah. and with creative initiative like it's not a nine to five like yeah. you have the nine to five portion possibly but like i'll be lying in bed it'll be 1am and my brain will be like i got an idea and i can't let it go and i need to do something yeah and also like i've had like kind of uh, friends with benefits relationship where with one person it's been completely understanding of like even physical boundaries like we'll be cuddling on the couch and I'll move and they'll go, yep. And they'll like, let me move. And I had a, another friend and we'll be like cuddling on the couch and I would move to like check my phone and she would like reach up and like want, pull me back. I'm like, it's just a simple understanding of like, I mm. need to like, just move to like, I just am physically moving away. And one person just got the respect of the boundary and the other one just needed that constant attention. I was just like, you're still, I'm still here. You're still getting attention from me. But right now I just need to break that to like, I was, I think I was like, checking what was on netflix to watch and i pulled my arm away to check and they like try to pull me back i'm like i'm literally doing the thing you asked like yeah it's just some people completely understand that boundary and it's just you don't need to say anything you just click so well that they yeah. can just f understand it and yeah with the, the creative industry being just not nine to five you need someone who understands that you always yeah you are always busy uh, but like you if you once you find that dynamic you it, make it work but it also it's easier like you find time with each other mm. and i guess to a point where it actually it's just 
they're not actually not spending time with each other. Yeah. It's just in a different way than like, you know, normie couples. Yeah. I just, I think the best advice my mum ever gave me for dating, which is something I've ignored, ignored entirely, um, was just, she, she was like, okay, one, can you date people who are normal? <laughs> I was like, they don't Absolutely exist. They mom. don't exist, yeah. mum. They don't exist. And normal's boring. <laughs> and the other thing was like, oh, why don't you date someone who's not in the industry? And I'm like, yeah, good fucking luck. Yeah. Like, this it's just virtually impossible. Like, um, and I feel, yeah, it's like one of those things that I feel when you work so hard in 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 jobs and like how much our industry requires us to work, it is just the nicest thing in the world to come home to someone who literally will be like, yeah, you want to watch some TV? Yeah, cool. All right, let's let's eat and watch TV and chill. Like, let's not think twice about what we had to do today because mm. that's the that's the stuff we don't want to talk about for long. Mm. And I think it's like it's important to have that switch off when you're both in the industry to have a, an ability to be like, let's not talk consistently about work. But yeah. it's not only that. It's that if you did want to talk about it, they'd understand yes. it. Mm. So they would have a context of going, Oh no, I know where you're at. You yeah. know, it's yeah. that thing of going, I understand actually that that's how it works. Mm. And oh, they might know the same people or understand that situation that's going on. Mm. So I think that it's not only for me anyway. I talk about no, stuff yeah. all the time. The exactly. poor person. He's probably like, oh, shut up. Because then Jesus. you don't have to explain <sighs> yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. They just get it. It's like, I also like, I hated coming home from a day and somebody asking me how my day was. Like that always just got me around. I'm just like, I don't want to be like, oh, my day was great. How was like, it's just exhausting. And it's like, if I want to talk about because if my if I had a bad day, I don't want to just like dump it on you unless I need to vent and be like this shit thing happened. But if it was just a normal kind of crap day at work, be like mm, work was work. But if something good happened, I will go out of my way and be like, yeah. I would like to talk about this good thing that happened because it made me really happy at work. Like I did this thing, and thankfully, again, I'm surrounded by people who are more than happy to support that. Um, but yeah, like it, I would come home and somebody would be like, Oh, how's your day? How, like you know, how was your day? And I'll be like, Can we, like. We we know each other. Let's not do this weird small talk kind of thing. Just always kind of weirdly set me off, and I just yeah. Yeah. But even like I think I'm I'm working on a feature film at the moment, and the whole set is the house. So there's nowhere outside of this house to find your space, and I, that has been one of the most challenging things for me because everybody's always in it, and some of the scenes are home highly emotionally charged, mm-hmm. and you'll be getting in a zone, and someone's like, "Hey, Kirsty," and you're like, oh, "Yeah, fuck." Everyone's always why? stepping on your feet. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like coming and doing strange dances in front of you. And you're like, why? Why would you dance? Because it's weird. And I now think you're weird and I'm, I'm, I'm angry. And I had one part where somebody was like, are you angry at me? And I'm like, no, the scene dictates that I'm angry. So right now you feel like, the, and I'm glad it's working because maybe <laughs> I'm an actor. I need to And maybe sta- I'm yeah. not an actor and I hate you. So you'll <laughs> never know. Who's to say? I, I think, yeah, you got to stay in that role. Yeah. And, and similar to what you were saying before with like, um, people just like understanding like when you need to just like and when i said like not on i have this friend and she's also an actor and i love her she's great but she's still she's very new to the group and a lot of people know me that when i if i say no i mean no i'm very very like straight to the point very blunt with that kind of stuff like i if i i'll be like if i'm like "Mm," and like kind of hemming and whoring i'm hemming and whoring but if i say yes or no i mean yes or no i'm very I know what I want kind of thing. And we're at this party. We're all just hanging out. And she was like, oh, come dance. And I was in the middle of a pretty like 
deep conversation with a friend. I was like, no, I'm good. And just like kind of straight off the bat. And she was like, kept trying to grab my arm. She's like, no, come dance. I was like, no, I'm good. And then she kept doing it again. I had to like, kind of, I was like, no, I'm good. And then she kind of got a bit taken aback. My friend had to like, kind of explain to her, like, she just didn't understand that. Like, if I was like, oh, maybe like, it's the kind of, I want to be convinced to get up on the dance floor. But if I I was like, no, like I was in the middle of a conversation. I straight up said no. And she, I think she finally got that. And she wasn't upset with me or anything, but it was just kind of like, weird to see because this group i've been with i've known so many of them for so long and this girl was new because she was a work friend of a friend and now she's been introduced to the group but she was so new that I, she hadn't kind of i guess uh, i guess learned that about me just who yeah. i am where i was just, well everyone else knows if i just went no nah, i'm good they'll go yeah cool and leave it like there would be yeah. fine there and another one kind of happened like that later where i can't remember what happened but i was like straight up no and she kept trying to push it and my friend had to be like no 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 he said no like respect That's, that and move on yeah like consent just, yeah it's and it's, it's it's just like a basic thing of like yeah it's it's one of those smaller ends of consent where it's just like i've clearly shown that i've showed i i haven't given any kind of like connotation of i want to participate in this yeah i flat out said like i'm i'm good i'm not participating i didn't even give it like yeah like i said if i went oh maybe like i want to be convinced kind of thing or if i said yes i will but it was just straight out no and then yeah she i think and then it's just kind of that awkward thing of like realizing that other people don't get that if they don't know you and it's like when you found those people like I said, it's very nice when you find those people who get you and just understand them. and it's just kind of like uh, it was just reminding i was like oh crap there are other people who don't like fucking get that yeah. it's just weird sometimes it's like <laughs> when when you found your people and you're like oh fuck there are other people <laughs> yeah and 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 finding your people is like just so you're like never leave and then, yeah. and then I put them in a cage and just yeah. leave them there, lock the door, and you know. And then he makes us do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone's listening, please help us. Help us. I didn't even like Christmas. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's the perfect way to wrap us up. I, I yeah. oh, I wanted to because I wanted to talk quickly about um if people have traditions. Oh, Christmas, like a like a, a weird Christmas tradition. You know. You, you know Okay, let's let's quickly go around the table. Okay, because so every year, uh, New Year's Eve, sorry, Christmas Eve, before mm. as long as I start it before midnight by myself, I always watch Love Actually every Christmas Eve by myself. I'm so sorry about that. No. <laughs> it is that's your childhood trauma coming back no. again, isn't it? <laughs> it is just... my, it's like one of my favorite rom coms ever, and it's a Christmas rom com. So Don't ever admit this out loud. Why are you telling people? I, I love. I it. don't care What's if you hate Love Actually. I love Love Actually. It's not Love Actually. <laughs> What's no, your continue your tradition. You that's that's it. So I, I buy myself. He just really wanted to I, tell us this. Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> I, I've always just like, because people, I say that and I'm like, oh, I do it by myself. I don't like to watch it with other people. Um, and people like really weirded out by they that. They keep so saying it's think, a crap movie for yeah, some reason. I feel it Bizarre. in my fingers. I feel <laughs> it in my toes. Christmas uh, is oh. all around us. And, and so, so the feeling grows. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it's a Billy terrible, Knight. terrible song. It's amazing. <laughs> it is, but Bill um, Nye just like mm, exactly. Um, I love it. You can all fucking get fucked. Uh, <laughs> Kirsty, <laughs> Kirsty, what so about what's you? your weird Christmas tradition, yeah. Little Miss I'm Fucking? A- a- <laughs> I watched Die Hard. Because- oh, okay. get fucked! Get fucked! fucked! Oh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'm literally watching a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas hang on. movie. And can I also say they both have Alan Rickman in it? So, yeah. boom. Okay, yeah. okay, what's Nightmare Before Christmas? Is it Halloween oh. or Christmas? Yeah. It's both. It's both. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah it's a good go movie, wrong. but you you're basically. But do you, do yeah, you no, watch it alone? Do you watch, do you watch Die do Hard don't alone? Don't fucking Just call don't. me out on this. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best one, anyway. This is like Terminator and Terminator 2. You're just starting a whole other No, fight. Terminator 2 is the better one. Yeah, Terminator 2 <laughs> What do you want? That's, that's yeah. an easy... Okay, what yeah. about Alien and Aliens? 
Uh, it depends on what you're after because Aliens is an action movie. Alien is a suspense horror. Yeah. Mm, yeah, get fucked. <laughs> I had a movie <laughs> podcast. I'm yeah. one of those wankers. So yeah. Um, so yours is Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Oh my God. Has to be. Has to be. Ali, what's your tradition? So we take this pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I knew it was fucking true. Oh. No, no traditions that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, we have this really tiny travel-sized tree that I at least always try and decorate. Usually in the panicked couple of days before Christmas, being like, <laughs> I've got to do something festive or I'm not part of human culture. Yeah. I've failed at something fundamental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I we have this dainty, like, foot-tall little tree that I just cover in tinsel. And then I'm like, there, I'm a decent human. Um, <laughs> Is that the actual Christmas tree you use and presents go under that? Correct. I love that. Yeah. I just, I'm going to call it the decent human tree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I haven't done it yet. It'll probably happen again the few days before Christmas. So that's yeah. always the way to do it. You yeah. always do the. I don't get people who are like you got to do the Christmas tree on December first. I'm like, no, it ends up being Christmas Eve, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then it then, sits yeah. there until March. Yeah, because yeah. everyone because all the presents yeah. are wrapped up just in in your room. They're not going under. I also never got people who like put presents under the tree, mostly because like when I was growing up, my mum would like wrap them at like 3 a.m. on like Christmas She's Eve. She's dedicated. Like, yeah, because it was like, she would know if we would get up and see or like peek on them. And then, and because also I think that's nicer. One, it maintains the illusion that Santa is real. I'm sorry, kids, he is. He's totally real. I don't know if there are any kids listening to this. If they are, we've got bigger problems. Yeah, it's but, like, yeah exactly. Hey, kids, don't fucking don't listen. listen. <laughs> if you're already, well, they're already at the end, so fucking <laughs> too late. But um, it's, it's find like a good psychologist now and you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Don't or call helpline or lifeline. <laughs> yeah. Please talk yeah. to us later. You grotesque children, go find therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> find but, a year 12 boy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Write him a letter and then when it doesn't work, write your psychologist. Um, Date a broom. Date exactly. a broom <laughs> and, and, and stuff a, a whole pig into You know what? That's still another. an option for me. So let's like calm it down. Um, Look, they're better. Broom is probably better than a lot of guys nowadays. What, what were you going to say before we wrap up? Uh, like, so I think it's nicer to be like you wake up and the presents are under the tree on Christmas Day. But also in the same vein, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Spider-Man 1 is a Thanksgiving movie. It is! There you go. Thank yeah, you. No, there you I'm go. trying I'm, to prove a point here. No, you're not. Uh, it, well, look, anything is a festive <laughs> film. Um, anything is a festive film. You know what I quote <laughs> you on that? Can I quote you on that? Yes. <laughs> the Goonies is a Halloween movie. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't put it past the Goonies. <laughs> Happy Easter, I'm watching Harry Potter. <laughs> What do you want from me, man? Come on. Actually, Human Harry- centipede just gives me the fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> Happy oh, Arbor Day, everyone. <laughs> um, but I want to say thank you all for joining me on this. This has been an absolute blast. I could keep going, honestly. I know you uh, we, could. we should. We, but... we all should. It's two hours in, and I'm sure yes. if anyone has drunk their last shandy of the night or some sort of champagne, Sh- you're doing well. Shandy? <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I don't know why the, the kids si- are... The, the 6pm shandy <laughs> on Christmas when all the family gets together to listen to the uh, you know our podcast. Yeah. Cla- that's, my, that's my weird family tradition is we listen to a podcast at 6pm every Christmas. You'll be, uh, you'll be our Christmas podcast this <laughs> thank year. You, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I want to thank you all for returning and thank you all for coming on. It's actually been an absolute blast. I've loved every second of this. Thank you um, for coming on my podcast. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. I hope you've all had fun. We have. 
Yeah. And I we... hope you forgive me for all the things. No, I, I don't. It's a... I, also... <laughs> I forgive you for him, so you're in the clear. I also just want to say for the feature film, I love everybody on that set. I don't hate anybody, and I'm, uh, I'm so sitting learned... panicking, being like, I love that you assume they're going to be listening. Yeah, to this. I just, I, 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 I want on the off chance that they do listen. I'm no, I do love everybody. It's fine. Oh, on that feature film, I hate everyone. Yin and Yang. I'm keeping the balance. <laughs> Look, they're all dead to me now. I don't know any of them. I, yeah. Fine. Nathan's not allowed to watch me write from my toes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nathan, I love you though. So Nathan, yeah. you I've are never the best you, I don't know dog who you in are. the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. You're going to get him a collar for Christmas. <laughs> Again, that's an entirely <laughs> different conversation. Honey, but that has uh, been... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Love, honey, please. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. You can Wild check out more. <laughs> oh, my God. You can check out more episodes of the Things We Do podcast. It is available on Apple and Spotify. And you'll be hearing my voice next week with a new bunch of guests. And I'll speak to you all later. Goodbye. Wait, do we get to plug ourselves? You already plugged yourselves. They'll no, find I'm you in the links. What? I'll send them links. I want to say my name. You, I said it at the beginning. Yeah, my Instagram name. Oh, Tony Bones? Yeah, to- like follow me on, the on Instagram, <laughs> Tony Bones and the Ghoul Patrol, which is the one name under that, and then everything else is cross dogs. So yeah, find me, and there's my link tree. Um, thank you for listening to uh, The Things We Do, my podcast with Maddie. Um, Jesus well, yeah, you'll be hearing me next week. Of course, I guess. Yes. No plugs from us, because we're not narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You finally got your roasting. It was good. It took your fucking Worth time. <laughs> you're, you're right, but like, damn. <laughs> See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.